Welcome to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. I'm Trevor Maxwell. I'm a stage four colon cancer survivor, and I've got a message for other men. You don't have to go through this alone. What does it mean to man up to cancer? It means reaching out instead of isolating. It means having the courage to accept help along the way. To me, manning up isn't just about being tough. It's about knowing that we're stronger and smarter as a pack than we are as lone wolves. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. I've got my good buddy Joe Bullock here with me today and I have just been saying that I need to shake the rust off. I got to shake the rust off, get this rust going because man, it has been it's been since last March, March of I think March of 23 that I did my last podcast cuz, you know, cancer. Um so there's nobody else that I'd want to jump back onto the saddle with here than the chief operating officer of now Man Up to Cancer nonprofit organization, which we'll get into. It's been a it's been a crazy year with that, but um, Joe Bullock joins us from Durham, North Carolina. Joe, always good to see you, buddy. It's great to be here. It's 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 hard to believe. I think. The last time you did a podcast, yeah, it was like March, but then I think I was like one of the last guests you had um, last year. Yeah, like, like the beginning of tw- the beginning of twenty three is kind of a blur right now. Like, yeah, I don't even really remember it, but I think that's I right. Think I, think, like, I, think, yeah. I think you just like I think you just lived in the hospital. <laughs> I did. I moved. <laughs> yeah, I moved into the Mass General and, at the end of March, and then have pretty much stayed there all year. But yeah. um, no, there was lots of awesome stuff in between, which yeah, again was, we'll get to. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to set the story so. If you are new to the podcast, if you are new to Man Up to Cancer, um, just real briefly what we're all about. So we are changing the way men go through cancer. We um, we inspire men to connect and avoid isolation during the cancer journey. And it pretty much started four years ago, right around this time, four years ago, um, with the opening of our Facebook group, The Howling Place. And Joe and I had always around this time of year reminisced that this is our four year anniversary of working together on this mission. And that is just, I mean, you know that I didn't, there was plenty of times when I didn't think I was going to be here in 2024. So let's just celebrate that for a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I was sitting there thinking, I mean, well, you, you got to love Facebook because it always pops these members up. Right. And I, I was out today and one popped up and I'm realizing this exact time, five years ago, I was sitting Getting four my years. last, four, well, no, no, oh no, oh four, five for, years for ago, me, you were getting, I was yes. getting my last chemo. I was actually Sorry. sitting yeah, in yeah. the, I was sitting in the chemo chair, and I was like, I was a hurting puppy. Like I was just, I was broken. I was angry. I was tired. I didn't want to. I just gotten through the holiday, um, and I, I just didn't want to be in the chair. Like I just didn't want to be there. And and I remember my therapist. My therapist would come talk to me. Luckily, she would actually schedule my time with her when I was in the chair, um, just for her convenience of mine. Um, and I didn't even want to talk to her that day. Like, I just didn't even want to talk about it. I was just wanted to get through it. I wanted to gut through it. You know, I didn't, ha- I didn't have this. I didn't have men up to cancer. I didn't have these relationships. So I was pretty hurting at that point um, and was kind of ready to be done with it, you know, ready to be done with it. And then I would find out. A month later, you know, that I, that I would become NED, Ned, no, no evidence of disease, you know. Um, so, yeah, those memories. And then you and I, of course, 
we wouldn't even connect until later that year. Um, yeah. So five years ago, like you just said, you got you finished with your chemo. Yeah. And then four years ago is when we connected and and um, decided to, to to rock this mission together. And um, yeah, you know, fast forward four four years and Man Up to Cancer has we have about twenty five almost twenty five hundred guys in yep. the Howling Place group. Yeah. Um, we have a chemo backpack program with we. We sent out more than 200 backpacks last yep. year to guys going through treatment. Yep. Um, we had our second annual Gathering of Wolves uh, retreat where we had 110 men facing cancer there. Um, and we now have 40 plus chapters uh, across North America and beyond. So to see, I think for me, the biggest thing that it all just speaks to one thing, and that is guys going through cancer have been craving a community of their own, a, a place where they can connect with one another, support one another, get, you know, to, to, to have a brotherhood that you can go through cancer together just hasn't really been there. And so I think it's just that people, there's a, such a real need for it. And you see when someone comes in to our man up to cancer family and really gets something out of it, like you see how excited they get about it. So I think it just speaks to the, a need that wasn't being filled. Exactly. I mean, that's, and that's, and those months prior to when you and I actually met, I was feeling a lot of that. I went through this whole mourning phase of my cancer. Um, I remember, um, I didn't have very many connections back then, honestly. Um, I had one person, his name was Brent Call, and he had reached out to me a couple of months um, when I was done with chemo, and we had been kind of talking off and on, and I remember he, he was coming to Duke and he's like, well, could you just come? My wife can't be there. Can you come sit with me? And I, I didn't know if I could. Like, I didn't know if I'd be able to do it after going through that trauma. And I thought, you know, I'd been kind of having that desire. I, I wanted to do something to help support men because I knew what I had gone through. And um, I remember, OK, if I can go sit with Brent, if I can do this without totally breaking down, then maybe... Mm. This this will help me know maybe I, I, there is something here I can do. Um, I wasn't sure what it was at that point, uh, but I remember going in that day and just like just sitting at the bench and just crying my eyes out before I even got to the room because I realized I wasn't the one getting treatment that day. Um, and yeah, then, and so while you're going through that at the same, so I was also seeking. Like I was at a place where I would go to local support groups. I would go to uh, meet meet people online and. And everywhere I went, like I like I talk about all the time, all the places that I went were just so dominated by women. And that's when I started, you know, <laughs> just asking that question, like, where are all the guys at? And it just dawns on you. It's like, you know, there's just so many men who just don't feel comfortable uh, putting it all out there, or being yeah. vulnerable in a co-ed environment. So yeah. it, it, that's when it, I was like, you know, doing all that brainstorming around. Well, how, so how do we reach guys who aren't? tapping into those resources because resource everyone needs resources when you're going through cancer and those lead to all kinds of things from finding out your treatment path to just having friends to support you and if men aren't accessing those resources then you know they're hurting out there so and and so that's when you know four years ago that's when i started wrapping my head around this concept of man up to cancer and then there you were joe ready to jump on board and and the rest is history and four years man i, I just want to thank you thank you for um 
trusting in me and believing in this crazy guy from Maine who had this uh, wolf pack idea. Well, <laughs> the, the, the funny thing about it, all of it is, and it's such an interesting story how the universe kind of came together, was I was in a support group at Duke Cancer Center. And there was a lady, um, her name was Erin Duffy Wood. And I remember going, it was, in this, it was like, I think it was at the November, it was a December meeting um, in 2019. And it was right before Christmas. And I remember sitting in there and after the meeting and she was asking me how things were going. Was I connecting the community? Did I, was I able to reach it? She, she was the one that really showed me all these resources, right? And I said, well, there's, there's this guy, this guy, Trevor Maxwell. And, and, and she goes, oh, I know Trevor. You need to stick with Trevor. <laughs> and, and honestly, I was the type of guy that I really wasn't comfortable with social media. And a lot of men right. aren't. A lot of men aren't. And I think the fact that she said, oh, I know Trevor. Reach out to Trevor. Stick with Trevor. Uh, and, and sadly, Aaron, like so many of our <laughs> yeah, friends, favorite no. people have, have, have passed away. But, yeah. man, I'm glad she gave you that advice because, uh, you know, it's turned into something really special. And I want to give a shout out. I, we can't even name names because yeah. there's too many to name. There's too many. Yeah. But I just want, for, for anyone listening to this podcast, there are literally dozens of men who have embraced this mission and have become part of it. Um, you know, we have so many amazing volunteers now. We have so many people doing, um, you know, spreading the word. And so t- I just want to say thank you for anyone out there who is part of the Man Up to Cancer movement and you're out there helping to change the way men go through cancer. I just want to say thank you. Like it is a, it's a special, special thing that you're doing and, and you're, you're making it happen. Like the change is happening. I see it. So thank you all out there. Yes. It, it, thank you. I mean, it's been, it, it's, it's, it's become a work that's uh, meaningful. It's not something that, that I, um, you know, really didn't expect, you know, didn't expect coming out of cancer. Oh, same. I don't think any of us did. <laughs> yeah, Neither no, one of us did. No, I never uh, imagined like working in advocacy, like, yeah. working in cancer advocacy especially because like that was not anything on my radar at all it was just yeah. like you said it was like the universe was at work and and once i kind of like made that decision that i wanted to be of help it, it was like everything just started opening up um so let's talk about the end of this year though so the end of 2023 um i think you had a pretty boring new year's eve this time around right did you go to sleep on the couch like what uh, nine <laughs> ten I did. I did. I fell asleep about, we all did, like all of us in the house. I don't, we, we just, you know, we watched some games and we just like fell asleep. And I think I remember waking up at like two in the morning and thinking, oh, I, I guess it is 2024. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Like it was very uneventful, you know. Um, and I, I kind of looked at my phone. I could see you know, everybody was sort of celebrating or, or talking about it. And I was like, oh. I'm gonna go back to bed. <laughs> wasn't there a but what wasn't there a peeps drop somewhere or a tr- or there, a peeps there, rising? There, or there is, yeah, there is. I think up there in, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, or wherever there is some sort of peeps drop they do every year. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm gonna go there you one know, year. I'm gonna do that one year. That's on my list. We That's have to harass Joe. I gotta harass Joe about about his peeps addiction because you know <laughs> this is just it's, it's always it's once the word it's got awful. out. In, in the Howling Place about Joe and his peeps, 
He's been inundated. I think he gets care packages pretty regularly from around the world. Well, even the, <laughs> with um, different peeps. Well, even with, and that's the thing with this year with GOW. Um, I had reached out to them and just kind of mentioned about how we jokingly talk about the peeps in our group, and um, and I was I was kind of hinting around to maybe a sponsorship, but that I didn't. I, I quickly learned that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> but they did send me 180 packages of peeps to give out at GOW, which I did wow. give out. Wow, there you go. <laughs> So, you know, so everybody it, it got goes into the theme of it goes into the theme of uh you know joe's got the biggest heart he's the biggest giver yeah. he um he even grew a beard this fall he I, went I, I santa did. joe this year santa joe i did i did i did it, it was fun it was fun i, I thought i mean you were, the sad thing is like how pathetic like it's taken me forever just to have like a little teenager beard you've got that and, little, like it, yeah yeah, it, I mean it's sad, but but it's but it's passable now. Like you it see is, worse, it is. It is. You, you you see worse out there in public. So I say I'm passable, but like grow Joe grew in like three days. What <laughs> took me like a year? Like yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it, was, it was like miracle I, grow. I think I, I think on the last <laughs> podcast I was I think you had just gotten your mustache in or something, and I was joking about the two caterpillars. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But, but I mean, I mean, all of 2023, I mean, we, we, there was so much that happened. Like I, I was even looking back the other day, thinking about, I was working on something to post about the whole year. And I thought, did that all happen in 2023? So, I mean, you and I were in, um, San Francisco with ASCO GI, you know, I mean, Oh my gosh, that's right. That's right. When we left, when we left GOW, I mean, we left GOW in 2022 I didn't know if we'd really see each other again because one thing we had no money. Like there was no way we, we thought we would travel to see each other. Yeah. Um, and because of our work in advocacy, we got some opportunities to actually run into each other. Um, ask a GI, I went for colon town. You came from after cancer. We were to spend a lot of quality time there. We yep. ended up going to call on Congress. With call on Congress. You got to, you got up on the stage and spoke, um, that that was great. We got to represent there. Um, you know, you know, we eventually went on to do Stupid Cancer this past year. Um, at the, we did the, shout at out to conference. Stupid Cancer. We went to Cancer Con and yeah. with uh, JJ Singleton and Yuli yep. Alexander Yuli Jr. Alexander. Yep, and yep. had a chance to present there about some of the issues men. Uh, face when going through cancer so yeah that was an awesome experience um and then when we were at well and then when we were in um calling congress we got to go to arlington to work on a backpack one of our first backpack fields that's right uh, we went to work with bear um on a, a a program where we talked joe and i talked about our cancer journeys and also yeah. then um packed some backpacks uh some chemo backpacks that were sent out to guys in our community and, uh, and I think that's kind of where we started. We sat down one morning for breakfast and kind of started mapping out what everything else was going to look like, like what the future of man to cancer, like, you know, what we yeah. thought would happen or what would continue us on this journey into 2024. Yeah. And um, I can yeah. comment on that in terms yeah. of like the transition to becoming a nonprofit. Cause that was, that was like a huge deal. Um, I think for, for quite a long time, I, dragged my heels for many reasons to not becoming a nonprofit. Number one, there's just so many cancer nonprofits, right? It's like there's thousands of them. And I feel like at times they can really be competing for the same interests and the same dollars. And, and like, I just don't know how effective they are sometimes when they are 
literally just um if they if they consolidated more if, if like they if some of these very tiny nonprofits could just get on the same page and like work together but it, there's a lot so i just didn't want to put another cancer nonprofit into the world to compete for dollars um and the second thing is I never wanted to, so we've got, you know, a couple thousand guys more than that now in our man up to cancer community. And I felt like if we went to nonprofit that I just never wanted any members and I never, and this will never change is that I never wanted anyone within the man up to cancer community to feel like they needed to help support us financially, to feel like they needed to donate because cancer is one of the most financially devastating events that can happen in a person's life and so many of our guys in our group you know are living week to week month to month and for them to feel pressured to give to an, an organization that's not fair and and that's too much and i i felt like a lot of the nonprofits out there in cancer land rely too much on cancer patients and their families uh, i'm just gonna say that like that's just what it is like that's the truth um that maybe they don't want to but it's the truth and I just never wanted that for Man Up to Cancer. So, but two things I guess happened were, number one, I just kind of got convinced that there's just not very, there's there's hardly any nonprofits that are focused on men's health, men's cancer awareness, and, and, and improving the quality of life specifically for men going through cancer. So that was number one. And then the second thing was that I just, I figured if we went to the nonprofit, we could just tell our community like, hey, we don't want you guys to contribute. We don't want donations from you. If you know someone who's out there who has deep pockets and wants to donate, great, but but we're going to have relationships with companies, you know, with other nonprofit organizations, with we're going to go out and get grants. Like we're going to fund our programs um through organizations and companies that have capacity to give those kind of contributions plus private donations, you know. So that was a, this is a long winded, but it's really important for me to explain that because I think we probably have some new members listening today. And I think when, when some people are part of an organization, if it's a nonprofit, they feel compelled to give. And that's just not the case. That's not the road we're ever going to go down. Well, and I think the key word and what I said to you in one of our meetings was, was legacy. It wasn't, I think that's, probably what turns you around the most thinking because you've had a, a year. I mean, your health has been so up and down and you've been, you know, what, two surgeries last year. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just I, so up and down. I think you were in, we were in Arlington and I think we were, you were in that kind of sweet spot of recovery. And I think, and you know, it was just this moment where we were doing a lot of talking. Um, and I remember being in a meeting and just saying, you know, I think, what you need right now is you need to build a legacy, you know, because you were concerned about where, what does the future look like? Where am I going to be two years from now? Yeah. And you wanted (laughs) having something that would be there for your wife and your daughter and, and having something uh, that man up to cancer would, would go, would go on even for, but if if neither, neither one of us is here, at least man up to cancer would go on. That's actually the biggest catalyst. Like I go into denial (laughs) And <laughs> I go into these parts of denial when I, when I feel like I'm just going to be here forever. But you bring your spot on, man. You hit the nail on the head. It, it really was thinking like, you know, with my prognosis and my cancer, I don't know how long I'm going to you know be around. So I absolutely want to make sure that Man Up to Cancer is not just about Trevor. It's not just about Joe. It's about it's about 
all of the people who are involved in it. And that means that it's going to continue on, you know, having a board, uh, having a board of directors that, you know, those seats may shuffle and those people may shuffle over the years and they're going to, um, but that the mission stays the same. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And, that, and that's the goal. And I think that's what we found out was the goal. And looking yeah. ahead, looking ahead. And I feel like that's, I feel like that's where we're headed. Like I said earlier, like we have tremendous people who are involved in leading this mission. It's not just me and you. Like we have a 14 person leadership group now with, and included in that is a seven member board. And so we can do our work. Um, I think, you know, it's pretty clear that for both of us, this is our purpose, professional right. purpose Out, outside of our right. family. This is our professional purpose. Right. And we're going to keep doing that as long as we can. Um, but to have it have a framework, to have other people involved. And I'm really, really proud that I think the membership team, I think all of us are either cancer patients or survivors, all 14 of us, which is amazing, you know, and, and many of us in, in the weeds, some of us in treatment right now are just getting off of surgery. So that says something about who we are that like, just because you're going through cancer and I hope people are out listening to this really pick up on this point, just because you are, even if you're stage four, just because you're going through this hard challenge and you're walking this hard road doesn't mean that you don't have something to give. It doesn't mean that, that your talents aren't, can't be appreciated. Like we appreciate the talents of all of our people. And some of us are, you know, battling cancer, all of us in terms of man up to cancer. So that's really freaking cool about our organization. And, and I think too, it's the other side of that is those like, like myself who aren't, who aren't Ned, who maybe don't know, want to have a greater purpose and, and maybe being in the group isn't the place for them, even though they're welcome in the group and a much a part of the group, they're looking for other ways to support the mission and having this set up will allow that person who maybe still wants to, who wants to support it, who wants to be more involved, who wants to do, who has a greater purpose um, on the other side of cancer um, and, and allowing that to happen, allowing that to happen. It gives them a space to make that happen as well. I will give, I, I do want to give a couple name shout outs here. I said I wasn't going to do it, but specifically for the chapters. So a cancer group, like having chapters uh, where local folks can help local folks going through cancer, local guys helping local guys, that is, I, I think it's unheard of. Like, I don't know that it's ever been done before, um, you know, and having these chapters all around the country where you get that local support is something that I I'm just blown away by because it was not top down. The chapters exist because all these people in these certain areas just started getting together and they wanted to get together and have these, what we call them Wolfpack meetups and the desire to connect locally and to go out and have a dinner or get together or even do like a local zoom is just something that our, the, our members started doing. And then we put a framework around it. So I do want to shout out to Don Helgeson from Nanaimo, Vancouver Island, British Columbia, Canada. It's a mouthful, but Don Helgeson has been leading um, the chapter development basically as our meetup coordinator. And just, he's, he's such a spectacular leader um, and just one of the greatest people you'll ever know. And Don, and, and I will shout out to the people that have been helping him on his meetup coordinator team. So shout outs to John Bradley, Chuck Aiken, Chris Berberabi, J.A. Bramovich, Tim McDonald, Chris Taylor, and Tom Brown. Um, 
and others who are helping out but not necessarily on the team. Congratulations, guys. Like, you are doing an amazing job developing these chapters, giving these local um, guys the tools that they need to connect with one another. It's, it's something that's beyond my wildest imagination. And I truly believe five years from now, 10 years from now, these, so many of these chapters are just going to be, um, they're, they're going to be just buzzing with energy and, and people helping one another. Um, they already are, but it's, it's early days yet. Like they're small and, and, and some of them, there's not that much activity, but this is the beginning. It's the beginning of a chapter program, which is really, really special. What are your thoughts on it, Joe? No, I, it's so funny. I was joking about Don the other day because like Don is like a novel waiting to happen. Like the guy has been through like three cancers He's also a retired Canadian Mountie. Like, and it's so funny because my, my wife and daughter, they watch this show on Hallmark, and it's, it's called Wind Calls the Heart. And it's the base of it is this Canadian Mountie that takes care of the town. So whenever I watch this show and I, and I see this Canadian Mountie on this horse, I, and I tell my wife, there's Don, he's coming in to save the town. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we see in these Canadian oh, Mounties as yeah, Americans, you know. I mean, they're always and like he, he's, he's like riding on the horse, he, you know. <laughs> yeah, and he looks like that. Like he's right. like ruggedly handsome. Like <laughs> exactly, he, he, you know. This is someone you could imagine coming in and saving the day for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was joking with him one day. We were mess. We were just chatting back and forth on Messenger, and I said, "I actually looked up. There actually are romance novels based on Canadian Mounties." And I was like, look, this could be you. <laughs> I think there's work to do here. I think clearly there's work to do. And I think there's yeah. a movie here somewhere. But it, it's it's all incredible. I mean, I, it really is the future of Man Up to Cancer, are these chapter groups. And and our focus for 2024 is going to be building those groups and reaching out to even more men, um, even moving towards not necessarily because men are so uncomfortable being on social media that even building those chapters with men who necessarily aren't a part of the Facebook group because there's even a greater need there that we want to meet. And the, the chapter groups are going to give us that advantage. Yeah. Going to give us that yeah. hundred percent. I was just actually talking to Don about that today. Um, you know, in, in 2024, one of our, one of our focuses is on inclusion, including those guys who want to access man up to cancer's programs. So that the annual retreat, the backpacks, um, and being part of a chapter, which means, getting together in person and on Zoom sometimes. Um, guys want to be part of that, but they're not necessarily on Facebook, which is where we started. So we are we are moving forward and, and figuring out a process so that someone can be a part of that, uh, that community without being on Facebook. So more to come on that for sure in 2024. Yeah, yeah. and we, um, you know... We have our, I might be jumping ahead, but we have our, our pilot programs that are coming out of the chapter groups as well, where we're reaching out to these cancer centers, at least five of them across the country, to build our own Man Up to Cancer in-person support groups, um, which is new for 2024. Yeah, um, super excited about that. So I'm I'm going to be, I'm co-leading the main chapter of Man Up to Cancer yep. now, and um, that's M-A-I-N-E, the state people. <laughs> um, we are a state, we're not part of Canada, right. um, and we are, um, we're going to be starting up a, a support group. It's going to be virtual. We're going to start it on Zoom uh, with the Dempsey Center. So the Dempsey Center is uh, an amazing resource here in Maine, founded by the actor Patrick Dempsey. And um, so we're going to be collaborating with them on a support group here in Maine. 
Um, Joe, you're busy uh, collaborating down with, with Pinehurst. Um, yes. What's the name of the center there? It's a First Health Cancer Center in Pinehurst, North Carolina, and we're working with the team there to develop. Um, we've, we've already met several times, um, and it's a, it's a men's support group there at the Cancer Center, um, and they've been very receptive. We've been working on it now for about three months, and we've had you know, several guys have, who have returned, so it's really turned out to be a great thing. All right, let's move on to um, kind of work-life balance issues because I did want to bring up this year that something that I was super, super proud of you for, Joe, you sort of got off the grid uh, when you went on your family vacation. Oh, you did it as, as much as possible. As much you as were possible. Off, but... It was like the worst <laughs> time to go on vacation, though, because that was like really when we started the nonprofit, right? Like that's where we everything. Did. That was like I did the not worst plan time that. for me. That, that was like <laughs> the worst time for me to be on vacation, and I literally, I the only Wi-Fi I had was in the cabin. Like I was so far up in the mountains that I didn't even have cell service. He said Wi-Fi, by the way, folks. He didn't say the only wife he had. Okay, no, no, like, right. settle down out there, <laughs> Michelle. You're good. But yeah, like like Wi-Fi. Like the only Wi-Fi I had was when I was in the cabin, and as soon as I right. walked out the door, I had no cell service. So, I so, so you did take a vacation. You also did some other stuff. Like you put the deck on your house that you've been talking about doing for a long, long time. And I bring that up because I want you, we're going to talk about deck life. And to me, both of us have been just really, really supporting one another in terms of when you're working in the cancer advocacy space, burnout is always around the corner it is a real thing. You know, it's, it's a, it, this is hard work. You, you're losing, you lose friends all the time um you're in the trenches with them all the time and if you don't get out and protect you know just get space um and and relaxation um and and unplug if you don't unplug like it's a recipe for burnout so you took some steps this year to make sure that you're taking care of you yeah like when i when i got to gow um last year in 2022 you know, I was, I was pretty burned out. And like you're saying, um, the work-life balance wasn't happening like it should. And, you know, you, you were even like, you know, you need to, you, we need to figure out how to, we may, we may just have to take you out of the group for a little bit. Like it was that to that point. I think I was trying to, I did, I was threatening. <laughs> I, I was just trying to be everything for everybody, you know? Um, and, part of the reason why we hadn't built a deck was because I was worried about reoccurrence and I knew that those funds, honestly, we might need those funds. Like I was worried that, you know, what if the cancer comes back and I have to go back into treatment and I won't be able to go to work and, you know, I'll need money for copays. And, you know, that's what everyone in the group worries about, right? With cancer treatment. And finally my wife said, can we just build it? We'll figure it out. Can we just build it? And so that's what, that's what I did. The, the couple of weeks after I got back from GOW, we, we planned to build the deck for that reason. And I thought to myself, well, you know, I, I used to sit and when I was going through treatment, I remember sitting and looking at that door that would go out to the deck. And I thought, I wish I had the deck to go out on, to just sit while I was going through treatment. And, and then this year after you got it done, you would <laughs> send me texts with uh, just you <laughs> leaning back in the chair, maybe, right. you know. Exactly. grilling something i mean and right. that just brought me such joy because yeah you need that and you need you need that in your life but you bring up something that we all face um with cancer which is that what ifs right Th that, those fears and 
it's easy to say this, like that you can't let the what ifs, you can't let your fear of what may happen get in the way of your joy of living today, right? Um, but you have to be practical too. So I think, you know, but you did find that balance because you you deserve to have joy in your daily life. And part of that is like having a place that you can relax in. So I just think that that was awesome. And I think, I think it was also, you know, you're a role model now. Like a lot of people look up to you. So many guys in the group look up to you. And for you to show them like, hey, I know that I'm worried about what's going to happen in the future, but right now I'm going to kick back on this deck. Right. I'm going to have a, have a sweet tea and, and I'm going right. to enjoy the sunshine. Right. Like that's exactly. a big deal. Exactly. 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 And that's, and that's exactly what, what, what I've done. And you know, my wife is, my wife has even said, I wish we had done this years ago. I wish that we, the much enjoyment that we've gotten out of it. Um, Cause it's, it's a large deck. It's just not a small deck. It's, it's, it's pretty roomy. So we, we really love it. And again, we're saying D E C K to all of you, you know, <laughs> To all of you folks out there, my don't get the wrong idea. This yeah, is a family-friendly podcast yes, here, people. Yes, my, my southern slang kind of leads me in that direction sometimes. So, so talk a little bit about, um, you know, looking ahead to this year. I know it can feel like there's like a million things to do, but like what do you think your your top priorities are right now? Um, the, uh, the, the backpack program is a big priority. Um, continuing to grow that. Um, through the through the sponsorships we already have and increasing that, um, working towards. And if anyone the, wants a uh, if anyone wants a man up to cancer backpack filled with the goodies that we give out, um, they are available for purchase at manuptocancer.org. They are now on the website. So if you wanna if you know someone who's going through chemotherapy, if you know a guy who's in treatment, you can go on our website and grab one of those for him. Uh, we used to have it so these backpacks were just for members of our Facebook group, and now we are expanding the program. Yes, yes. So that um, GOW this year's Gathering of the Wolves. Um, I'm helping um, Jay. You know, Jay Abramowitz um, is the director um, for this year's uh, program, but just helping him launch that and helping the committee. Uh, pull that together for this year for our brothers because we're expanding it. Like I say, we're we're expecting 175 guys this year, um, and that's that's a lot. That's almost double what we had last year. Um, so preparing for that um, as well, and 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 really building this nonprofit that we started two months ago. <laughs> I mean that that that's a lot of work. I was thinking how much we've done just in the last two months, um, and from opening that door to the nonprofit. Um, and I know we're not dropping names, but I, but Michael Holtz has been incredible. Like just his work and his enthusiasm, his love for the organization, um, and the time and effort he's put into it, um, and really has been because you were you were going to a surgery that we weren't expecting, right? We weren't expecting you to go into surgery right. this soon, and um, he re- we really needed somebody to come in and and help us, and we were very blessed to have Michael. Into uh, oh my gosh, absolutely! Michael Holtz has been a, <laughs> a godsend this for for him getting involved with our organization, and he's on the board, and, and he's also our fundraising director. So shout out to Michael! Yeah, yeah, we were very lucky, very lucky to have him, and I, I've known Michael for several years, so I was very happy to to see him come on board, to come on board, and join us. Totally, um, I, I feel like we're just running on all cylinders. Like we have so many. <laughs> We have so many talented people 
Um, you know, my focus is number one is to go out and do the fundraising because we have yep. ambitious goals for our programs and I want to make yep. sure that those are funded. Um, and, and then also just to, you know, really support the chapter, all the programs, but especially the chapter program, um, set an example here with the chapter in Maine. We hope to have a get together at Baxter Brewing, uh, in Lewiston, Maine in February, working on that. And, um, also just working on some other get togethers and, and it'll be exciting to partner with the Dempsey center, which we've done before. And now we're going to yeah. relaunch that. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, is there is there anything else, Joe? Anything else on your mind for today before I, I, I am going to be putting you back in the gauntlet of random questions. You cannot escape. Uh, no. So anything um, else before that? Um, it's just great to be in this space. I mean, it's it's funny to look back and to think about. I mean, even though I am the COO officially, I feel like that that it was just you just put a name on what i was already doing like yeah the whole right, the whole exactly. time the whole time you now were handling fancy. you were handling like all the sponsorships you were doing what you love to do with pr you were promoting the group promoting the the work we did and i worked on the social side and i supported the group and kept things going there and, and yep. we just kept doing what we were doing. We didn't know what we were doing in the beginning anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like we barely knew how to run Facebook. Like we barely knew. What we oh were my doing. gosh. Uh, uh, you know, and it's so funny. We don't even think about the fact that Facebook took us down. Yeah, like, we, we did. We lost our for, account. Like, it, it, it's so funny to think back on that because that's one of those things. Like, did that happen this year? And it did because you were in, you were in Europe in the middle. I was of in all Europe. That. Yeah, yeah. We were all like, yeah. we can't get a hold of Trevor. He's in Europe somewhere on some mountain somewhere. <laughs> get a hold True. Of him. I was in the Alps with my family. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. another thing. Like, right? Like, don't wait. That's a. I'll probably come back with a whole other podcast on that. But it's like we, we've been. My family has been doing these experiences together my wife and our two daughters and myself, because, you know, when, when you just don't know how long you're going to have, you make sure that you get those things in. And, and I think so many families just say, well, we'll do it someday. And then they just lose their window. Like, would we have gone to Europe as a family, if not for cancer? Probably not. And would we have ever done it? Probably not. Um, just for lots of different reasons, but you find a way. When you're going through cancer, you find a way to have those experiences with your family. And um, it's just really cool. So, all right, Joe, I got to get you on the hot seat, man, because we're running out of time. But I just want to say, you know, my gratitude, my cup of gratitude overflows, man. You have just been such a tremendous friend, you know, for this whole time. And that's the thing. Like, this is always friendship first. We do our work. We do the work that we do. And it matters, but us being friends and supporting each other as friends has always come first. And I am so thankful for your friendship. And then secondly, so thankful for you taking on this mission with me because it never would have, well, it, nothing would have happened without you coming and, on board. And, so and, thank and you. The, and the, I still think it's, it's funny. My therapist warned me against you, which is back in the... That's right. That's right. <laughs> ther- yeah, online online relationships aren't real. I, I think I took that trip to Maine just to prove her wrong or something. Just <laughs> a big F you. When I, when I came up to, to visit you in Maine, I just wanted her to know, yes, I know this person. And, you know, <laughs> Absolutely, man. So. Love you, brother. Love you too, man. All right, let's, let's get into now the gauntlet. I'm gonna get mean, into the gauntlet. Oh now I'm going to get mean because it is time oh, for the goodness. gauntlet of random questions. It's been a long time. So it's I've been, been scouring some new questions. I got four diabolical questions for you. Number one, Joe, 
Do you prefer gingerbread people or gingerbread houses? Gingerbread people. Houses aren't very good because they, they get still really quickly. Like they're okay, not they get still. Yeah, I've, the never, I've never known the people's the people. The people are important. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're both decided on people. Um, if you could hang out with any cartoon character, who would you choose and why? Oh man. Um, I hope this is old school. Wow, gosh, that's the thing. It's like. Um, I was such a fan of the old, like, Elmer Fudd and um, uh, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, the classic Bugs Bunny. The classic Bugs Bunny. Um, I used to love, like, the Super Friends, all the Super Friends, you know, Saturday morning. I mean, people don't know what it was like to have Saturday morning cartoons, and that's the only time you got to watch them. And you got your bowl of cereal, and you sat in front of the TV. And you spent, you know, 8 to 12 watching Saturday morning cartoons. Like, people don't know what that is or what it's like. Oh, no. They, like, like, the joy of that. The joy of that is gone. It's all now instant yeah. gratif- gratification, you know. Right, right. But, all right, you got to choose one, though. Oh, I got to choose one. You got to um, choose one that you would, like. Gosh. If, if you could um, hang out with one of those characters. Um, Bugs Bunny. All right. Oddly enough. Just, yeah. just bugs. Cause, just cause, good old bugs. Because he's like the OG. He's right. like the OG. Exactly. Exactly. All right. If, if you could live anywhere in the world for a year, where would it be? Um, London. I would actually love to live in London for a year. Have you ever visited? I have not. I have not. So maybe that's, maybe, that's a, maybe that's your next family goal. That might be my next family goal. Exactly. <laughs> I think if I could get my wife to fly, I could probably talk her into a trip to London. Awesome. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, or or do you think she would take a uh, like a ship there? She Go might. On the ocean. She might. Yeah. She might. She might. Uh, she's she's all she she was always a Lady Die fanatic. Like, um, I remember we were on our honeymoon, and that's the that's the uh, weekend Lady Die oh, was, was, was was killed. I remember waking up at two in the morning. We woke up, and I was like looking at the TV, like, honey. I think Lady Di was kid like died. Oh my God! Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, I, I was, was at um, I was at college. I, I was at the University of Iowa in a, in an apartment with my my friend Eric Ingbertson. I think I think I was there with him at that time. He's been on the podcast before. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was crazy. That was one of those m- memories where you're just yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I know where I was. It's one of those book bookmark history things. Like that's how you yeah bookmark your life to a certain extent. All right, Joe, this is the last one. I feel like I've gone easy on you, but you know what? It's the start of 2024. I'm trying to be, maybe I'm just being kinder. Um, <laughs> if you could rename yourself, what oh, name would you pick? Like, was there a kid, was there a name as a kid where you were like, God, why wasn't I named Ryan or like, I mean, you know, Jimmy. My, my nickname was Joey. Like I grew up being known as Joey. So All right, that's too close. That's too that's close. close. That's too close. Yeah. You got to You got to pick something. Else. Oh my gosh. Um, talk about not being hard on, um, we could call you Thor. You could be the hammer. We could call you, uh, you know, Bazooka Joe. Bazooka Joe sounds good. Like, I, I, chewed, I chewed a lot of that growing up. All right. Um, there you go. Bazooka so, Joe. New yeah. name for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bazooka Joe. Exactly. All right. Exactly. It's, been a, it's been a great talk with you, Joe. I'm, feeling, you, Joe. I'm feeling much better. I was nervous. Like I was, I was nervous to do a podcast because I literally have not. I feel like I'm the guy that kind of always welcomes you back. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been that on guy. 
I'm that guy. Help it's you a work safe the kinks landing out. zone. Like, you yeah. know. Help you work the get kinks Get the rust out. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. I will see right. you. Uh, I, we will be talking. And uh, I'm excited. I'm so excited for what we're doing. And I'm excited for 24. My exactly. even years have been a little better. So, like, 2020 and 2022 were better than 21 and 23. Well, so I want to keep that trend going well, for 2020. I'm, I'm excited we get to go to the Color Guard Classic together. That's our next trip. Yes. Um, together as our whole team gets to be there. Um, get ready. That, Brian really Gettle, Exact Sciences. We're yeah. coming in. We're, so we're rolling deep. I, I, I remember being there two years ago, and I remember walking around thinking, one day, Man After Cancer is going to be represented here. So it's, it's really good to see that we actually are a partner this year with them. Let's go. So I'm ready. That's right. That's I'm ready right. for, that's and I'm ready that, for some Arizona sunshine. That, that's one. Li- that's one thing I check off my list was to bring Trevor and to represent Man After Cancer. So I'm excited about that. Excited about that. Thanks, brother. Ready to do it. All right. Love you, man. Love you too. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. If you want to get behind our mission, you can connect with us, subscribe to our email list, and check out our other content at manuptocancer.com. And if you know a man struggling with the isolation that cancer can bring, let him know about us. The Wolfpack doors are always open.